0: Welcome to Healthy vs. Toxic, the podcast where licensed mental health professionals explore what makes a relationship healthy or unhealthy or even abusive, all from a scientifically informed perspective. Well, this is Dr. Grande. Today, I have a few questions. The first is, how
1: important is similarity to romantic attraction? And the second, how are the domains of similarity different? So on the second question. An example here, if two people have a similarity in terms of music preference, like if they like the same music, is that more important than if they have similar career goals? So that's what I mean by the domain of similarity. So I'm gonna look at several factors that influence attraction for long-term relationships, and then focus on the similarity factor. So starting at the top of the list here, we see that physical attraction is really the most prominent Factor. Some have argued that physical attraction is so powerful. It predicts so much behavior in terms of mate selection that the other factors don't really matter at all. But even though physical attraction is important, it's really not everything. Next, we see the constructs of being kind, warm, and understanding. So these are really considered the most desirable traits after physical attractiveness. When somebody's seeking a long term mate, sometimes they want warmth and trustworthiness more than they want attractiveness, vitality, status, good parenting skills, and good genetic contributions. So we see a lot of the important factors may not be as important as being kind and trustworthy. We also see that kindness is associated with long-term maintenance of a relationship. So it not only predicts initial selection, but it predicts success in the long run. We see that kindness is associated with positive persuasion strategies. For example, one partner trying to reason with another as opposed to like coercion. We see low warmth and trustworthiness is associated with condescension, arrogance, self-centeredness, abuse, and infidelity. So there are positives to being kind and a lot of negatives associated with being unkind. Also in long-term relationships, we see that the satisfaction with the spouse's warmth and trustworthiness really affects how satisfied people are in a marriage. Now this gets a little tricky because this really only applies to people who are high on warmth and trustworthiness themselves. So if somebody is high in kindness, they value that in a partner and their partner actually has that relationship satisfaction would be much higher. Familiarity is a fairly common construct to look at when talking about mate selection. The more information somebody has about another person, the more attracted they will be, right? So the more familiar people are, the closer they get. The concept of implicit egoism explains attraction as well. There's this theory that people really positively evaluate information that even only tangentially refers back to them, or really refers back to them in a trivial way. For example, a person is typically more attracted to somebody if they share a birthday with that person, or if they have a similar name or the same name. Elements that don't really describe the person in any meaningful way in terms of relationships but they're still thought of as important to individuals seeking relationships. A couple of other factors before we get to similarity, we see enjoying a positive experience together creates attraction, like sharing a meal together, can facilitate attraction, and believing oneself to be liked by the other person. This is referred to as the reciprocal liking effect. So this brings me to the focus of this video, similarity. People tend to choose partners who are similar to themselves. The theory here is that people simply like others who agree with them. People tend to view themselves favorably. Now, if this is taken too far, of course it could be narcissistic, but just in general, this is fairly common. So if one views oneself favorably and then they see someone who is similar, it makes sense that they would view them favorably as well and that attraction would occur. So in this area of similarity, we know that there are many ways to be similar. These are referred to as the domains of similarity. Theoretically, there are many domains, but it's theorized that only a few are actually important when talking about romantic relationships. We know that domains might have different levels of importance based on what type of relationship somebody is trying to enter into. So like friendship, short-term relationships, and long-term relationships. We also see differences based on gender. So if the person who is seeking the relationship is male versus female, that might change how the domains are thought about. Now we see a study published in 2018 that looked at 18 domains of similarity. I'll put the reference to this article and the other ones I used in the description for this video. Now looking at these domains, we see that some are commonly thought of as relatively important to attraction, like political views, career goals, cultural background, food preferences, travel desires, and music, movie, TV, and book preferences. Some are not as clearly related, like technology and social media use, exercise and beverage preferences, college major, and the number of friends someone has. And others still are thought to be relatively unimportant, like video game and computer brand preferences, as well as the brand of cell phone that somebody has.
0: Hi, I'm Matt Harris. Seton Tucker and I host the podcast Impact of Influence, which for two years covered in depth Alec Murdoch, who was eventually convicted in 2023 of murdering his wife Maggie and son Paul. That story continues to evolve, and we will cover that. Plus, we will tell you stories of other true crime events that have happened in the South. Please join us on Impact of Influence. And give us a follow on the Impact of Influence Facebook page.
2: Welcome to the Bravery Academy. My name is Emma Ferris, and I'm your host. This podcast is crafted to share the stories of courageous individuals who have overcome adversity and found the courage to live their best lives. We'll explore the science of wellbeing, courage and connection, and interview top thought leaders, game changers and survivors. And it's from these stories that we learn what resilience is, how to heal, how to recover, and how to be brave.
1: So how these domains differ by gender and relationship type. I'll start by looking at gender differences. The general rank order of the 18 domains is actually fairly similar between males and females. That is, when a man or a woman is looking for a romantic relationship, they tend to prioritize the similarity domains in a similar way. Most important would be political views, career goals, food preferences, travel desires, music and movie preferences, cultural background, and TV show preferences. Even though the rank order is similar, women, as compared to men, place more of an emphasis on political views and career goals. Men, as compared to women, place more of an emphasis on social media use, video game preferences, and the brand of cell phone that the woman owned. Now, even with this being in the findings, this is a relatively unimportant factor, though, that's important to keep in mind. It's really low ranked in terms of importance overall. So what about the type of relationship? What similarity domains are important for friendship, short-term relationships, and long-term relationships? Well, with friendship, the most important domains are political views, music, food, and movie preferences, then career goals. The least important, really not surprisingly, would be the brand of cell phone, the computer brand preference, and college major. For short-term relationships, we see political views, that's again number one, food preferences, career goals, and music and movie preferences. For the least important, we see computer brand, cell phone brand, and video game preference. What about the long-term relationships? What do we see that's important here? Well, career goals, political views, so political views is in the second spot here, travel desires and food and music preferences. The least important are the same as they were for the short-term relationships, right? So we have the computer brand, the cell phone brand, and the video game preferences. So it's not just the rank order that matters when comparing the type of relationship, but also the relative strength of each domain. Did any domain stand out as being much more important for one type of relationship as compared to another type of relationship? Well, overall, every single domain was more important for long-term relationships than for the other two types of relationships. So when it comes to similarity, it has more of an effect on the selection of a long-term partner than it does in the selection of a short-term romantic interest or a friend. People are more selective in picking a partner for long-term relationships which of course makes sense because the commitment is for a longer duration, and they wanted more similarity across the domains for these types of relationships. Career goals, political views, and exercise preferences are much more important for long-term relationships than the other types. Those three really stood out. So these findings are interesting, but how can we apply these findings in real life? So I have five points here that I think are Related to these findings that are an application of these findings. I'm going to focus here on just the long-term relationship component So number one if you have a similarity with somebody that you're romantically interested in Consider revealing that right? So if seeking a mate don't focus on individual attributes like skills abilities and accomplishments Focus on what you share with the romantic interest how you two are the same second point Minimize differences. If you spot a difference, don't overcommit to it. Now to use the example of cell phone brand, which of course wasn't a big deal anyway, but it's an interesting aspect to look at. If you notice there's a dissimilarity with cell phone brand, you might say, Oh, this is the brand that was on sale, right? Kind of minimize the thinking behind the purchase of that particular phone. That's a lot different than saying only a fool would buy another brand other than this, right? That's really overcommitting to that particular domain. And it kind of boxes you in in terms of trying to create a similarity later on. Number three, emphasize open-mindedness. Open-mindedness is really about flexibility. All things being equal, open-mindedness actually facilitates selection. So a higher level of open-mindedness improves one's chances of finding a mate. If we think about domains like food, music, movie, TV, and book preferences, being willing to try new things might create a sense of similarity or compensate for dissimilarity the other person might think they don't like that but they're willing to try it right so that open-mindedness really can smooth things over another part of open-mindedness is to express an interest in their preferences find an overlap in your interests right so some of the important ones like career goals if you have an interest in accounting and the person that you are interested in has an interest in law well, there's an overlap there. Tax law, right? There's a lot of overlaps there, actually. Now, with political views, this gets a little bit more difficult. Like if it's a Republican versus a Democrat, I think one way to handle this might be to point out how you appreciate certain arguments or positions held by the opposing political view. Exercise preferences are also important. An example here could be like if the romantic interest likes exercise, like they like to exercise a lot, you could say something like, well, I think I need to work out more. Again, just showing flexibility. Item number four, consider delaying the disclosure of unusual interests. So I think of this as like atypical interest syndrome. I've seen this a few times. You're working with somebody and they have really unusual interests and they have trouble finding a mate with those same interests, right? Since their interests are rare, that makes sense that that would happen. So you can't really change Those interests. I mean, I guess you could, but it's not necessarily a practical solution. But you could delay disclosing that information. So maybe it comes as less of a shock if it's presented after the person already likes you somewhat. And that brings me to the last point, point number five. If you struggle with finding similarity and you're still interested in that other person, remember that warmth and trustworthiness are much more important. I talked about those before. So sometimes you just can't do anything about similarities. The interests are dissimilar, and it gets difficult to kind of bridge that gap. But kindness is an area where a change can be made, and the direction is always to being more kind. That's always helpful to connecting with somebody in terms of a long-term relationship.
0: Thanks for listening. This has been a production of Ars Longa Media. The producers for this show are Christopher Breitigan and Madison Linden. The executive producer is Dr. Patrick Beeman. For more content, please visit our website at arslanga.media. To leave feedback or suggestions, send an email to info at arslanga.media. To find more content from Dr. Grande, including a link to his YouTube channel and his other Arslanga podcasts, visit our website at arslanga.media. This podcast is intended for informational purposes only and should not be construed as medical or mental health advice. Ars Longa, Vita Brevis.
2: Hi there, I'm Heather Drago. And I'm Sarah Saunders. We host the podcast.